0: how can I support more women at the table? So if you're a woman or identify in that arena, then how do I support others that maybe are going through what I'm going through? Maybe, how can I make it an easier thing? And if there's just one woman in your team, instead of being competing against them, maybe ask the question, how can I collaborate with them? How can I, maybe I'm going to go and ask them today how they're doing. What is it they need support in? Can I help them and be more supportive in what they're doing? It's surprising when others reach out.
1: Now is the time. You're invited to join us, a movement of leaders who are willing to step into a new approach to leadership across the global landscape. This is as simple as humanity being just you and I and stakeholders being the value you place on each decision to add or take away from humanity going forward. Hold a minute, stay with us. We know people like you want to play at a different scale and these conversations help create the opportunity for you to take us up a notch, or two, or a whole lot more. With a curiosity, let's dig deeper, behind the scenes to see the why, the what, the where, the who, and the when. From other smart humans who make smart decisions and innovate smart, sustainable solutions to narrow the gap from problem to solution. Learn in today's conversation how you can begin to do this. Come, join us.
0: Okay, so it is this time of the week and I get to have a conversation with you. Go deep, go to whatever I want to, say whatever I want to, and have hopefully some really good insights around a what Laurie was saying in the previous podcast but also then what I think about that and you know some really doable actions to take from what I've learned hopefully and you know really help you to be able to maybe pioneer in a different way maybe innovate a new solution at the table or even be more cutting edge as a CEO or founder in your area. Look, there is so much to go in today's podcast and I'm so excited about it. I really seriously am. And I kind of need to be, and I'm going to be fast and I'm going to be deep and I'm just not going to hold back today. And there's a reason to this. I've got a lot on in my schedule. I want to get this done for you because I get excited every time I hear, oh, another, you know, global human intelligence podcast has gone out. Because this is where you get to hear inside my brain, sorry, yes, not sorry, because sometimes my brain is going at full speed. Other times it's actually really contemplative kind of brain. Now, I don't even know if that's a word, but we're going to go with it. I know contemplative is, but I don't know if you say contemplative as a brain. Look, feed that back to me. Tell me if it is. And by the way, feedback is a good thing. And I want you to make sure that you're feeding back, reviewing this podcast so that, hey, I know if I'm onto it with what you're listening and it's what you're wanting to hear. Because by the way, we're getting amazing downloads. We've had over 40,000 downloads on this podcast and we keep growing that number every week. So, you know, tell me, what is it you're listening to? What is it about it that you're loving? What is it you'd like to hear more about? You know, and sometimes I I realize that I'm saying it lots, but you're not always hearing it lots. So if there's more that I need to go and repeat on or say more about, go to deeper levels, then those reviews help because I hear what is working. Make sure that good reviews so that others get to hear this too. Others want to hear this. Really important, right? Okay, so here's the thing. If I think about Laurie and what she had to say one of the things I have to give her kudos to always is she is such a strong woman in a field that is dominated by males now I know that's probably got rid of so many of my listeners right now because they're going oh my goodness you're now going to talk about women and women having the right to have a voice and things like that and here's the thing I am going to start talking about that. And I do believe women need to have a voice, but I also need, by the way, and hopefully this keeps some of you listening to this, to hear more of what I've got to say around this, and I believe males have just as much right at the table as a female does, just as I believe color has right at the table, just as I believe special uh, abilities, non-typical divergent, whatever and however you identify and what that looks like for you, you have a right at the table. In fact, if you go back to my original vision for all of my work, it's about increasing the distinctions at the decision table. What do I mean by distinctions? I think there's a great negativity. And when I say great, I mean not good, right? Like lots of negativity around the word diversity we I mean you've heard it before probably in any of your work that you've done and diversity means that it's different and as I've said before different for me was not a positive as a young girl growing up I was different you're always different you think differently you're going to do it differently you're always trying to rebel do it differently you're trying to go against the grain actually I wasn't I was just trying to find my flow in it. And I don't know if that relates to anyone here and maybe it does. And if it does, then hey, we're, we're from the same mold in that way, right? We are the same in the fact that we're different. Now, remember going on years and years later, cause not quite that young child at school, not that young girl growing up and definitely not in my young adulthood, right at this moment in my life. And what I've learned is that that difference has now become my genius zone. What do I mean by genius zone? Just what I get to work in, what I bring to the table that really adds value that is different to the table. And I think if we think of distinctions in diversity, diversity is difference. And although in many cases, diversity is different, you're different, you're diverse, you think differently, all that kind of thing, just what I was talking about it has still got so much negativity around it. And so I like to use a word that I feel like I can put my own explanation on it. My communicated in a way that takes me out of a box where diversity puts me back into. So in the when I'm talking about things, I'm talking about let's increase distinctions at the table. What is it you bring that brings your distinction to the table, adds your distinctive value to the table? Hey, think about that for a minute. Do you know what that is? Do you even know if someone said something about you and said to you, hey, the thing that you bring is, what would they answer? How would they answer that? Would it be what you think is your genius zone? Or would it be something different? Or would you actually like, and maybe this comes down to how you're communicating it these days. I think, you know, it's the thing that I love about my work now is that I hear people reflecting it back to me in ways that I've always wanted to be known. So I hate it for the record. I hated being a disruptor, but now I'm great at it because my disruption for me is disruption of patterns. Yes, I'm a disruptor. I disrupt results to the results you actually want rather than the ones going back to the old ones that you've got. I'm a disruptor in the fact that I won't settle for status quo. I'm a disruptor in the fact that I won't just settle to what has been and I go, what can be? What is opportunity now for us to do it more effectively and pioneer a new way? Yes, I'm a disruptor in the way that I will think using all of my human intelligence rather than just a section of or what I've been taught or the biases or conditionings that I've been in. So yeah, you're right, I am a disruptor in that way. What is one of your genius zones if you are thinking about it? Another one that I'm really well known for is the way that I make decisions, yeah? So I, you know, my system that I have, the decision velocity system, is all around making the right decisions fast because I believe success comes from when you are able to make the right decisions fast. Now you can you can argue till you're black and blue. I still believe it, I've seen it, I've seen the results on this. Why do I believe success comes from that? Because when we procrastinate, we actually miss out opportunities, right? When able to make decisions. When we are slow and trying to figure out whether we're gonna make a decision, it becomes the wrong decision because someone else has made the right decision way before you have. Here's the thing about decision making and just some thoughts and some thinking in your head right now, is how do you make decisions? Are you quick at making them? Are you slow? Would you like to be faster? Because here's the thing, when you're faster at making the right decisions, and by the way, when I say right decisions, that might be right for what you're meant to do. And your right decision may not be my right decision. Yeah, so let's not get all like, tangled up around making right decisions and fast if I make it too fast, I'm going to make the wrong decision. Hey, how do I know that that's the wrong decision for you? And what if you actually had data that you caught on and you knew how to use your smarts to be able to make that data work for you? So they do become the right decisions fast for you, creating the success pathway that you actually want, need, and would be beneficial for your work or for your everyday living or making sure that you, you know, being able to perform at your highest level. All right. Anyway, see, I can go down on tangents on this so much and I love it. And, you know, anyone that knows my work knows that this is my whole world. That's my genius zone. What's your genius zone? What are you good at? Take a moment, pause this and write down some ideas of, what you think people are thinking about you, what you would like people to think about you. And then here's a little, like not homework, but a little, a little cool thing to do that you can action on is start asking your clients, what is it that you love about what I do? Start asking your family, your friends, What is it that you like about me? What is it that you think is something I do that maybe someone else doesn't do? What is it you come to me for help that you're looking for when you're having a conversation with me? And here's the thing, that feedback is really good data for you to use. Use that data to then go, actually, that's how I found out by the way that I was great at helping people make decisions and make them fast, was because that was the thing that kept coming back. And by the way, I didn't find it that sexy when people would say, oh, you're so good at making decisions. I'm like, couldn't it be like a really cool thing? Like, oh, you're so good at, I don't know. I don't even know what else is cool, but anything but decision making, it sounded like such a boring thing. Then I realized though, that many things that were stopping people from being able to take really great momentum in what they're doing and how they're doing it was decisions held them back and then being able to not just make the decision but strategically use that decision to be able to get to where the pathway was. Now you're talking, now that is my genius zone, right? It doesn't sound that cool but I can tell you it's helped people to do really cool things. I remember a client to this day and she's actually a really great friend of mine and I remember we did a VIP day years and years and years ago and I was in that room and I remember the moment when I gave her permission to just start dreaming and thinking, if this is what your life was about, what would it look like? And I remember the moment she goes, I would, you know, build out this amazing retreat center and run like writing retreats and health things from it and it would just like be part of an ecosystem that I had. And I remember that day very, very strongly because I loved the way that her face lit up that moment. She made that decision that that was something that was deep down inside of her. And she started dreaming on that. I remember the moment, the moment when we clinked our champagne glasses and I stood in that retreat place. I remember the moment when she rings me and she goes, I've just run this retreat, I'm doing this, this is what's happening. And she could relay from that. That started from a decision, something that I helped her to be able to make because she hadn't given herself permission. And by the way, one of the things of Laurie's conversation and her thing was the whole thing of permission. She says in her podcast, it's time to stop asking for permission. And I wonder how many of you, is this you? Yep, the one that's listening right now, that is taking in every single word that I'm saying right now. What are you stopping yourself from making a decision on because you haven't given yourself permission? I actually literally have just done this as a, I was training and speaking at a an event this last week And that was literally the first piece that I said on it. You need to give yourself permission. Permission to even go there, think about it, let alone make a decision on it. But then you've gotta give yourself permission to make mistakes. Maybe to change, not change the result you want from that decision so much, but maybe shift a little. Because sometimes you've got to do it differently because maybe the landscape around you, like I think about the global space and in the way that I've had to work with leadership over this last few years, can I tell you how many times I've had to reinvent how I'm doing that? Because the landscape has changed so many times. One minute, we're all... Going, life is great, and this is what we're doing. And then the next minute, there's a lockdown, and it's not just a lockdown in your own country, but across the world. And then it's like sometimes there's a release of, and we've got this all happening now. People were panicking at first, and then people go, Oh, actually, we've got this sorted. And then what happens is some countries let you go back to normal, whatever normal looks like now in this space of time, and others are going, Okay, no longer. On lockdown, this is just crazy, we're doing this. And others are going, yes, we're on lockdown and this is the way it's gonna be. And some of the world keeps going, you know what? Because of that change of landscape meant that my vision, which is always, right, to increase distinctions at the table, to give more voice to, the, you know, to humanity at the table and create platforms for that to be able to happen, that didn't change. But maybe the way that I was doing it and the way that I need to continue to do it has had to change and evolve as life sort of sends you some of those craziness and some would say challenges, some would say, you know, rural like pitholes and others would say tunnels and whatever it is for you, right? I always call them the variables, you know, that are thrown at us. And because of that, I had to give myself permission, permission to go, Am I okay if I don't do it this way? Now, I have to tell you, and this is a little secret, don't tell anyone, right? But I really wanted to revert. If not, stop everything and just kind of become a hermit and just write, just put out my insights into the world and really not do it in a big movement way. And I was really tempted to do that for a section of time. And I know I did sort of allude to that a little on this podcast, if you listen to some past conversations, but I was really challenged not to just, just play at the, the fullness of it because it was getting really tough. And, you know, every time that I would kind of revert back to that space and even entertain it as a consideration, It was at that moment that I would have to deep dive, go into it and go, am I going to give myself a permission to go to this space and be okay with going to this space and just thinking, is this really what I want? Is this what I'm meant to do? Is this going to be the best use of who I am? And then it was also giving myself permission to go, would I be okay if I went back to just being a consultant or you know, just doing advisory sort of help and service and just being a strategist at times. Or, and if I look back on my life when I, you know, about to do my last breath or two and I reflect on it, would I be okay with that? And reality was no was the answer. No was the answer. And I needed to give this the best shot that I can. But the only way I could do that is I needed to give myself permission and if we think about this so going back to distinctions one of the things that I love around what Laurie and I always talk about when we're in conversation and it was no different in her conversation was around woman and woman having a voice and being able to speak and and you know one of the things that I have seen that as females as women that we really do struggle giving ourselves permission to be at the table, let alone to bring at the table, let alone knowing our value and standing in that confidence. So if that's you, you're not alone. Trust me, you're not alone. And I've had to go through evolutions of this. Yes, I'm confident now. I'm confident, Here's the, and I think this is really good to sort of chew over a little right now. I'm confident in what I get to work in now. What do I mean by that? Like When I was doing the work before, I could do it. I didn't love it. I was okay at it, I was pretty good at a lot of things. But I'm really good at the work that I do now. I really love it because every, every little piece of the DNA that I've created throughout my whole company has meant that I'm focusing in on if we go back to the genius zone, my genius zone at being able to use that to serve humanity. And to me, that's pretty exciting. And if I get to do that every day of my life, then that's a pretty cool thing. And I'm okay with that. And in fact, I'm really good with that. So that had to be taken into consideration. So I was like, do I wanna go back to what I knew, even though it might bring in the dollars in the interim, It was gonna be less dollars that I could see than in the long-term, if I stuck with what I was starting to build out. And that was kind of tricky because that meant that I needed to have long-term vision, but keep living in the short-term needs, wants and wins, right? Like it's really important that you learn how to do that. But I needed to give myself permission, permission to keep dreaming the bigger the dream, permission to play big and to keep playing big, even when maybe others are not gonna see it right now, or others are not even wanting to play on that in your circle at this moment. And then the other thing was, there's still people in the world, and I truly believe this in so many ways, even when you're struggling, even when lots around you are struggling, even when maybe many aren't wanting to play that big play right now, I tell you, there's still people, there's still amazing humans who are out there who are doing the hard work, who are willing to do whatever it takes, willing to be the 1% I always talk about, and willing to play out and partner out with others that wanna do their 1%. So I realized that actually, there is people out there who are my people and that I needed to actually just play and speak to that? And was I willing to give myself that? So think about that in your world. What if you maybe diluted, not played full heart out, or you're not playing at full capacity because you're not, or you haven't to this day, until right now, in this moment, given yourself permission. And one of the ways to bring more distinctions to the table, which both Laurie and I talk about a lot, is by giving yourself permission. Permission to be at the table, permission to stand in what you know, permission to bring what you know, and permission to get out there and and be, you know, the voice of maybe a perspective we wouldn't hear about, wouldn't even understand, wouldn't even know, if you and I weren't willing to bring that to the table. And I think permission is such a, it's kind of like, you know, the old school, oh, I give you permission to be able to go and do that. No, I'm not talking about that. Like, let's get over that whole permission. That's kind of like a domineering, like, I'm going to give you permission. No, because none of us want to do that to ourselves. Oh, I give you Kiri Murray permission. Okay, I'm going on a tangent, but like, do you get it? Do you understand? Like seriously, like I don't need to give myself permission in that way, I just go like, am I deciding this is what I want or don't want? Yes, no, okay, cool. Or uh, is this a decision where this is gonna add value or take away, okay, it's adding value, okay, let's do this. That permission helps you then to make a commitment And I think if you can give yourself permission right from the start, like I give myself permission to make decisions, then I don't have to give myself permission ever again. I just need to make a decision. And I think that's where I can make it really easy because am I owning my decision today or am I just gonna sit on the fence on this one? Or do I need more? And by the way, here's the thing you need to think about when you're sitting on the fence. And I think this is really important because I think a lot of people think when you're sitting on the fence, you're either ignoring, you're not wanting to listen, you're not sure, you know, how to make a decision. So you're indecisive. Actually, there's times I sit on the fence because I don't have enough data, but I will give you, and I think this is important if you're communicating with people to be able to do this. And that is give, 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 the information, like ask the questions so that people can go away, get the information that you need and bring that data back to you because then you can make a better decision. I think sometimes when we make decisions, we do it because we want to keep the other person happy and so we want to move on from that. What I've learned is I'm going to be happy, they're going to be happy if I can give them the questions so that they can then go and find out that information and bring it back. So as soon as I know that, yes, I'll make a decision on that, but I just need those things answered. And here's what's cool about that is that people can go away, go get that information, come back with the information, the data for you, and you can make that really quick and then be able to action on that. What's good about that is every time that you finish a conversation, that I think that there is always action until the next conversation. So here's what I'm trying to say on this one. When we're having conversations, and this is a framework I use all the time, right? When I'm having conversations, when I'm trying to navigate the really tough conversations, I do this. When I'm just with a client and, or running an incubator, I do this. When I'm, even with a friend, I do this. It's a framework I use in my head every single time. And that is first I want to hear what they have got. Like, like I kind of want to establish at the beginning of a conversation where do we want to head with this conversation? What's this conversation? Hey, and it could be as simple as this with a friend, right? He is for an example. I just can't like, I've got a friend called Sam. In fact, I've had Sam on this, right? And so I just ring her and I go, Hey Sam, just checking in on you. Just wanna make sure you're doing good. That's the whole preface to my conversation with it. Now, wherever that goes, that's all good. There's no expectation other than, I just wanna do a temperature check, right? Make sure she's doing good, update her on where I'm at and, you know, like make sure that, you know, I'm not missing out on anything. A slight disruption to the conversation. I have a question for you. Are you even a little curious to see how you can use your platform to change the conversation? To maybe design solution pathways where you have certainty and afford movement? Or truly, do you want to increase your economic and cultural impact? Or some human, if you want to lead, to pioneer a new approach, to role model what is possible and to leave sustainable footprints for the generations to come then I would love for you to reach out to me and the team to see if we're the right fit to make this a reality for you. And if we're not, no hard feelings, as I know many awesome humans who may be the right one. Okay, I've included three ways in the show notes where you can begin a pathway with us on a journey to your next level. One, a strategy analysis. Two, The next growth incubator cycle three, a potential investment partnership. As founder and CEO of Decision Velocity Global, I'm all about building a sustainable, scalable growth ecosystem where humanity, like you, are stakeholders. To design cutting edge solution pathways and to narrow the gap from problem to solution. I want you to come on this journey with me and others and not to be left behind. There is a seat at the table for you. Okay, let's get back to the conversation. Okay, so what's the quarter action? Because I think there is always a quarter action or a learning. Okay, so my learning from that conversation will be, hey, where is she up to? What does she need? And is that someone that I need to connect her with? Is that something that I can support her on? Have I, you know, like or does she just need someone to listen to right now? Right. So that's, that's as simple as something like that. Right. And then the next quarter action is, hey, Well, I'm going to, maybe she's been going through a tough time. I'm going to check in tomorrow. Just make sure you're doing okay. Because I know you've got, you know, a really busy day for work today. And I just want to make sure. And that's the next quarter action. That's as simple as it is. And that was a personal conversation. Now let's bring that back into business, right? What do we do when we're having, say, it's a tough conversation with team. And we've got to kind of move on a project, but it's been stalemate because, you know, everyone wants to be heard, but no one's being heard. And it's a really tricky situation. What do you do? Okay. So I go in there and I go, hey, is it okay if by the end of this conversation we've heard each other and we've got at least the next step that we can action on? before we leave this conversation? Would that be okay? And you almost see this breath. Whew, okay, cool, I'm onto that. A, because we fit, we include things that are important to them. One, they wanna be listened to. Two, we wanna actually see this, like what the situation is. And three, that we're actually gonna move something from this conversation today. And I think those are the things that are important when you're having a framework in the conversation. That can be as tricky as that no one at the table agrees with anything. So you still got to listen to each other, even when you don't dis, you know, when you disagree with them, listen, take one thing at least from each person that you're taking from the conversation. And then at the end of it, what's the one thing as a unity, as a whole table that you can agree on to shift that dial forward? That is my framework. I hope you get to use that. Try it this way. Try it. Tell me how it goes. What does that look like for you when you have conversations? It's a really handy framework. Go do it. I can't wait to hear what you've got to say about it. But don't go yet, because I haven't finished this conversation, right? So permission, permission to have the conversations, permission to go through those conversations and make a decision on that. And I think it's permission to go, hey, we don't have to change everything. We just need to at least keep shifting the dial forward. That's what I always say, like, you know, it's the accumulation of that 1% that actually shifts the dial. Like if I do my 1%, you do your 1%, George down the road does his, Frank does his, Laurie does hers, Ingrid does hers. We all start shifting that dial because that accumulation of those 1% is actually what will shift that dial for, all right? So maybe it's about having a different conversation that you need to have. And hopefully that framework that, like I said, helps in personal conversations, helps in the professional conversations, helps in the tricky ones, helps in just even when you're working with clients. It's a framework that really has added so much to my communication and being able to communicate no matter what the situation is. And I get some pretty interesting conversations (laughs) with some very interesting humans across the globe. Because when you are willing to bring different distinctions to the table, the people that come to your table and have a conversation at your decision table, they look sound and even feel different. Yeah. And sometimes... In the past, I would have walked away from that table because that would have been too tricky. It would have been really uncomfortable. I wouldn't have known even how to start a conversation. And these frameworks that I have, like this one around the conversation, is a framework that just helps to get the flow and and that has been really helpful so i hope that helps someone who's listening to this to be able to have better conversations and be able to do it all right so here's the thing i think you know going back to laurie and you know the diversity having more diverse people at the table having more women at the table part of the difficulty around any of that is that first permission right to be at that table you've got to do that yourself but then bringing that to the table then means that the table might feel uncomfortable. So frameworks of being able to move through conversations help on that situation because, yeah, we all need to sort of be on the same page to move through, but that doesn't mean that we believe the same, think the same, or are going to do it the same. And that's what you actually need to be able to have at the table because that's when you're going to get different perspectives, use different lenses, filter in different ways and be able to get much better and more effective results because it's not just one focus right oh i'm bringing it today are you bringing it are you hearing it like this is good this is a really good podcast and i hope this is going to be really helpful for many of you Just to really start thinking about the importance of having diversity or distinctions at the table. And then how do you even have a conversation to be able to flow that through, right? And I think that's really important. One of the things, and I do want to say more on this, and that is about women at the table. I think this time in life, more than ever you actually as a woman have more women that are going to have your back I know that this has been a tricky thing for me as a woman I didn't I tended not to hang out with women because I found it hard to relate I found it hard because I was judged because I was decisive and so I would have to dampen down who I was how I behave at the table be quiet so that you don't feel like you're overpowering or dominating. here's the funny thing, I can be really quiet for a lot of my life. I really truly am. And anyone that knows me in my personal way, you actually know how quiet I can be. But I am not gonna be quiet at the decision table, not when I can add my value and I know that that will help us make better decisions at that table and maybe, maybe, maybe give more voice to humanity and bring sustainable solutions. I will not be quiet and I know that I can stand strong in that. And if you've ever been at one of those tables where I feel very, very strongly about that, then you'll know me as that that decisive woman, that just stands so strong in her power. That is what women need to do more of. Woman, this is, I'm speaking to you right now. Do not be afraid of another woman that has a presence. I believe it is a presence. It's a strength. It's confidence. And many of you would say we need to be empowered, whatever that is for you. You know, it's, we've got to stand strong in what we, who we are, what we believe in, what we are saying and know with certainty who we are and what that looks like and what part we play in the global landscape so and that comes back to you as a woman giving yourself permission at to be at the table permission to own what you bring and the value you bring so here's the other piece please as a woman to speaking to another woman. Don't shut off male. This is important for you to hear too. Woman, please have the other woman's backs. We have to support. If there's one thing I know and I see really well is the males really support each other. They have their back. Even if they don't agree with them, maybe in their belief system, they still have their back. Even if they don't do it the same way, they still have each other's back. Woman, we need to do that better. We need to have each other's back and we need to be championing one another. That is something that I have learnt and I am proud, yes, proud to say that over the last few years, I have worked really hard to have other women's back on purpose. Because I know I never had that from other women and I was lacking it. Are you one of those women? If you are, then I got you. And I wanna do that more. So reach out, I'm here for you because we need to stick together. And here's the thing, males, come on back in on this conversation. Here's the thing, I have always been surrounded more so now than ever, like more than ever, Seriously, I have some amazingly strong, and I mean really strong males in my court, my inner circle, who have my back, don't hold back. I don't want them to be any different than they are with other males because I want to know how do I be who I'm meant to be, and how are they meant to be who they're meant to be? And I love it. And it is the best thing ever. And it has helped me be a stronger woman because I know I've got males who have got my back and I've got females who have got my back. And yes, that means we have to have different distinctions at the decision table. Mm. Are you dissecting that, Are you pulling that apart, percolating on it. What's your thinking? I'd love to know. So wherever you're listening to this, make sure you're reaching out. Check out social media. And by the way, you know, you're going to hear this all the time, but always go and check out the 1% wall. Go put your 1% up. Come in opening up a group. Like hopefully by the time this comes out, it's going to be open for you. It'll be right at the beginning, but that doesn't matter. We've got to start somewhere, right? The 1% facebook group i want you to come i want us to support each other this is a good place males females in leadership i don't care who you are in leadership i just care that you've got the support and i just i'm so excited to really give space to those that want to pioneer new stuff those that want to innovate in ways that maybe isn't the norm but you're willing to do it and and do whatever it takes and that's and cutting edge CEOs and founders, man, you are my peeps. And I say that with such honesty, because I know I have always thought really differently to many other CEOs and founders. And I love learning from different people with different thinking, you know, and it could be a scientist, it could be a an accountant, it could be a designer, or in the case of Laurie, it could be. You know, in the political space. And I just love learning from different insights from different industries. And I think that's something that I want to make sure that we're supporting. Even though we might not come from the same industry and we may lead in different ways, we can learn from each other. So make sure you check out literally the 1% Facebook group and I will see you in there. All right. So, Let's finish up really soon, okay? This is, I don't know, this has been a really full podcast and I've really enjoyed, you know, having this conversation and I hope you have too. So I don't like one-way conversations, so make sure you do reach out. Make sure that you come and check out the Facebook group because that's how we're going to know that there's more women at the table. That's how we're going to support more women at the table. That's how we're going to know how to support males to be able to have those conversations when there is more women at the table. And, you know, what if there's more color at the table? What if, you know, I've got a lot of kids that have special needs. And so I'm always going, how can we involve special needs? And I remember at the Global Human Intelligence Forum, I had um, my son on one of the panels. And I did that on purpose because, you know, he was born with many, many different you know complications and yet what he has to say and how he says it I just I don't know anyone else that is able to to be as straight up as my son Ethan to be able to articulate ways of thinking that is so to the point that I never hear any other place and I'm always and I know I've said this for a a little bit but we wanted to get Because we've got the Global Human Intelligence podcast out. We've got the Decision Table podcast. And the next podcast that I'm going to get out is actually going to be Voice Advocacy Foundation podcast. And that is going to be Ethan and I. And I'm just so excited. And then we'll have conversations with many different humans across the globe. But the dominant ones on it will be him and I. And I'm just really excited about that. Because that'll give voice to a whole different section and what i love about it is the way that he sees humanity and the way that he sees the needs of us being able to have more access to resources and tools and you know economic flows and then being able to really you know hear his perspective on on the cultural impact of what that can be and and what he sees and who we're meeting and what we're doing and the projects that we're doing in the foundation. So, you know, this is this is an exciting time for all of us to keep stepping it up. I know I'm stepping it up. I know that, you know, it's like I said earlier on in this conversation, it's tricky when, you know, it the landscape keeps changing and there's challenges in there. But I just know that as I continue to evolve I get excited because my capacity to do things expands as well and because of that then the opportunity or possibility of what I can do and how I can do that is bigger. So keep watching the space because over the next little while we are literally unfolding the one percent movement more and more i was just you know i flew yesterday and from queensland back down to new south wales before we head out overseas for the first trip since the whole shutdown of everything and i literally was writing a list of, of some phrases to put on i think Maybe t shirts or singlet tops or both of those, sort of side of it, and then caps for the 1% movement. I really want to make a thing of this 1%, you know, where not only am I getting to work with the 1% or helping to get you to get that shift to be the 1% or partner up with those willing to be their 1%, I just go, what is it that, you know, us as a, a collaborative space can really start a movement where we are doing things like having more distinctions at the table because we know that that's what brings the 1% and will shift the dial forward for all of us. And that the importance of distinctions at the table and we know that that's a 1% because you know in so many spaces that's not happening and that gives you that cutting edge when you are able to do that and do it knowing that it's not just ticking a box but it's actually adding massive value to what you can bring but more importantly to you know have giving voice to so many more humans that maybe in the past it's been a tricky thing and hasn't happened so i don't know I'm excited about a few things and I hope that you've been able to see this and hear it throughout this conversation. What is it that you're excited about in your next? Are you still evolving? Are you still being able to go to that next level of what that looks like for you? What is that? I would love to hear what that is. So make sure wherever you know where I am that you're letting me know what that is. And the other thing is, remember that framework I talked about to use within conversations? Try it, go try it now, go give it a go and see if it's a framework that could work for you. And can I give you another one? Just just because, you know, it's great to hear these great insights and, and you know, like go back and listen to what Laurie had to say. Listen to this again to take, cause I know I started this conversation and with such speed. So I'm gonna not do the full hour on this one because I feel like you've got so much in here already. So go back and listen. But what I would like you to do is go, how can I support more women at the table? So if you're a woman or identify in that arena, then how do I support others that maybe are going through what I'm going through? maybe how can I make it an easier thing and if there's just one woman in your team instead of being competing against them maybe ask the question how can I collaborate with them maybe I'm going to go and ask them today how they're doing what is it they need support in can I help them and be more supportive in what they're doing it's surprising when others reach out and hey If you've only ever experienced, and you know, to be honest, I've experienced this, is when women have been nasty to me at the table, not had my back, said things behind the table, gossiped about me, created drama around me, and it hurt, and it's uncomfortable, and I didn't like it. So what if you were the person that never did that, that actually you supported other females? And you were known to be a girl that had the other girl's back. Maybe that would make you one of the one percenters. And you could do that this week. Do it with your team. Do it with your friendships. Do it wherever you connecting with other females. And if you're a male, oh my goodness, I'm so grateful that you've listened to this podcast. I'm grateful that I have so many, like I've said, strong males that are championing me on continuing to push me to my next levels and not letting me settle for status quo. Oh, I couldn't have done it without you at the table. And it really, really makes me grateful. And I just, I don't even have words for it because I have learned so much from you So please continue sharing how we can work better together, what that could look like, and how instead of it being just a male table, because it's easier, that invite us to the table so we can learn how to be at that table. And maybe it's less about if it's a male or female table, and what if we're just bringing other distinctions to the table? Maybe you need to think about how could you include special needs at the table? How could you include the younger generation to have a voice at the table? How could you include those those that think differently on different spectrums to what maybe you think? How could you include those that are maybe analytical, strategic to those that are creative, that are visionaries at the table? oh there's so many beautiful flavors that's what I think of it us as a human race we make up a tribe called the human race and it's humanity and it's just so many beautiful flavors and I don't know I'm finishing up now don't worry but one of the things I'm loving in the healthy eating style that I'm doing right now and have done for since the end of January really and is that I'm learning how to bring a lot of different spices in because I'm not using sauces and I'm not putting some of the other things in. And I think, you know, I just go with what I feel and, and I just buy these new flavors. I have no idea how it all works and I'm no cook. But I have to tell you, I'm enjoying the flavors at the table when I'm eating. And I think, you know, bring that back into having different distinctions, having and being okay with it, is actually having different flavors at the table and seeing and watching and learning how that works together. And when it works, oh, it's the best thing ever. Just like when one of my meals work and I've combined it with so many beautiful spices, oh, it's making me hungry. I need to go get some food now. I hope this has helped. I hope this is food for your thought, for your next thinking, maybe help you make a better decision going forward. All right, big love. Can't wait to see you again next time.
1: Amazing droplets of wisdom for you from today's episode. Make sure you subscribe. Leave awesome ratings and reviews. Our hope is that this product creates a new awareness, activates ownership to what is next, and a curiosity for the need to be a part of the change, to make footsteps of sustainability from today onwards. If you want to further your journey with us, join us at our next global human intelligence forum or apply to our next leaders' movement parlay. Both links are in the show notes. We appreciate you. Help us to build a tribe and make humanity as stakeholders. To achieve this together, recommend this podcast to leaders, innovators, pioneers, future thinkers, and movement changers. Big love. See you on the next global human intelligence podcast.